First and Goal with Brian Weber and Nick Ferguson is live 1 to 8 p.m. every Sunday throughout the season. The NFL is on. Tune in. Let's expand the conversation. Bring in our good friend Cordell Stewart, my co-host on NFL No Huddle. Join us tomorrow every weekday, 4 p.m. Eastern time. Three compelling hours of NFL conversation. Tomorrow we'll take you around the league with David Carr of NFL Network. Cordell, we have to start in Denver. Before you joined us, we passed along the stats. Chargers won 21-0. Denver shut out for the first time since November of 1992. Is it time for a quarterback change in Denver? No, no, no. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't jump the gun uh, that fast to go to who? Brock Osweiler? Yep, it's Brocktober, partner. Yeah, Brocktober. <laughs> yeah, okay. So we can really go ahead and, and annihilate what they have going on. I mean – you know, the, the question is, is is how bad uh, is Trevor Simeon as a starting quarterback of this football team first? I think that's something you have to ask yourself before you really make a hasty decision like that, in my opinion. Um, I know sometimes when having tough games, it's easy to want to go to the next guy, but then you have to ask yourself, who is that next player? Uh, who is that next player that can give us a chance to, to win a football game or two? And... If it's Brock Osweiler, I would really take my time before I allow myself to to throw it all in the bucket, so to speak, to say that's the guy I want to go to. So I know sometimes when it's tough sledding, it's natural to want to make a move. Uh, but as a head coach, one thing I've learned in this game, especially when we're only, what, week seven of this season, six or seven for some, uh, you, you have to be patient and allow the game to be played in a way that gives you an opportunity to really – to exalt all of the opportunities uh, that you've had. So I wouldn't jump the gun uh, to go to Brock Osweiler. Uh, 25 of 20, 25 of 37, of 35, excuse me, three, 207 yards, one INT. Tough game. It happens to the best of them. And I'm, trust me, Trevor Simi is not one of the best, but he is the one that is the starting quarterback for the Broncos. I wouldn't move to go to Brock Osweiler for nothing in the world as of right now yet. It would have to be a dying emergency for me to go to him. I wouldn't go to him right now. Well, how dire does it have to be? Because right now the Broncos have put two back-to-back poorest performances together on the offensive side, Cordell. Yeah, I mean, it, as much as as much as much the way that sounds, it, it sounds like you should just make a move, right? Then go to Brock Osweiler, then what happens? It gets worse well, or it gets better? Well, you wait for Paxton Lynch to get healthy. Let me give you that stat one more time. They had not been shut out since 1992. You read Simeon's stats. He also lost a fumble. You watched some of that game, I'm presuming. He just looks out of sorts. Well, he looks out of sorts. I mean, shoot. At the end of the day, we're sometimes out of sorts when we're on air. I know speak you two yourself, are out of sorts. I, I know, know exactly. you two yeah, are out of sorts. Speak for yourself. I mean, you guys are sitting there, you know, rapping on that end of the side, on that end of the stick. <laughs> whoa, whoa, and then you, hold then on, hold then on, Then play you got boy. the redhead guy next to you, Nick Ferguson. <laughs> He's just talking just because he can. All I'm saying is basically I wouldn't jump the gun to get rid of him. I know it was a shutout since they were, just because they were shut out since back in November, not November, November. Yeah, I know you get nervous. You get frustrated. 1992, Cordell. What were you doing in 1992? 1992, oh, man. College, I was right? I was a sophomore in college. That's a long, long, long time ago. And every once in a while, wilding. you know, ends up coming back. Just out there wilding. Yeah, I was wilding. I was having a good time. I had a Jerry curl too by then. Too. Oh, we need to find a picture of that. Greasy, no, you're greasy. Not <laughs> yeah, you're not getting that. Nick Ferguson, Brian, I know you had a Jerry curl back in New York. Yeah, I love You my guys were wearing Jerry curls back you. there. In the- <laughs> Nick, ask him a football question, please. What, 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 I'm, what I want to get to, uh, uh, Cordell, you know, no Aaron Rodgers this week, and he's out for the season, and Brett Hundley comes in, and I know right. he, he made a couple of plays with his feet. And what we were talking about here was, 
you know, 12 or 25 for 87 yards and one interception. You know, how can Green Bay actually, you know, move ahead and move Minnesota out of the way if you're not passing the ball? Because you need to have balance. Yeah, balance is important. And, and this is my thing when it comes down to that division. I picked Minnesota from, what, summer camp? I just picked them because I saw what they were bringing back. Um, nothing to do with necessarily Aaron Rodgers being missed. Uh, to the lack of consistency, let's just say overall on this team, as far as balance is concerned, I think for some time they've had a hard time to have that balance on that team, even with Aaron Rodgers. I thought, as Brian sometime alluded to on our show, as far as him having to carry the load, and it wasn't because the team wasn't good enough. It's just based on how they actually do the play calling. And my my thing is, when you look at Aaron Jones, who's the tailback of this football team, um, I think he runs hard. I think he runs tough. He gave 131 yards. He put up a touchdown. I'm like, when it's all said and done in the end, I thought it was okay, but you have to get your quarterback involved to where you're throwing the football. And I just think right now, um, you know, 12 of 25 is not enough against a team uh, that has a, one of the elite quarterbacks in this game that that's gotten pretty hot over the last few weeks. Uh, that's in Drew Brees. Uh, he puts up 324. Um, I think really it really showed its ugly face on how much Aaron Rodgers is needed on this team. The injuries were, I think they were really exposed offensive line-wise. Defensively, as far as the deficiencies are concerned there, they were exposed because their inability of being able to score at any moment. And that reason is, is largely because Aaron Rodgers is not in the mix. So now this is a totally different football team than what it was before. I still say it's the second best team in this division still, uh, better than Detroit, I would say. Uh, this is a team right now that's three and one at home, have a four and three record overall. You know, you have to ask yourself this question: Can they consistently play good enough football, which wasn't good enough today, good enough football to put themselves in position to have a chance to be the second best team in this division? I said it before. I'll say it even more now. They have Detroit, Chicago, Baltimore. We saw what Chicago did today. Uh, this is a defense that had, what, two turnovers uh, that was taken back to the house. I mean, what more can you ask for and what they were capable of doing against, um, let's just say, a team that was average at best uh, when it's all said and done? Trust me, at the end of the day, Chicago is playing much better football because of Mitchell Trubisky. They beat a, a Carolina Panthers team, I would say got beat up by Philadelphia and was only capable of putting up three points today. I mean, think about that. That's 14 points scored by the other side of the football when it comes down to it. So um, when looking at this for Green Bay, I know I alluded to some other things, but looking at Green Bay, it's going to be tough for them. Um, I think you could crown Minnesota right now. I'm going to. Uh, I like what they have with Case Keenum. I I know he threw a pick, uh, but I think overall this team is still good enough to be the better team in that division. And I just think they have to figure out what's their approach moving forward for Green Bay as Huntley as their quarterback, uh, because what he did today while scoring one on the ground, what, 87 yards? Eesh, under 100 yards passing? That's not good enough. Taking you around the league with Cordell Stewart. Join us tomorrow every weekday, NFL No Huddle, 4 p.m. Eastern. It's a final in Pittsburgh. The Steelers defeat the Bengals 29-14. to Final seconds at MetLife Stadium. Seattle going to defeat the New York Football Giants 24-7. to So, Cordell, when we were in our prediction mode preseason, 
You and I both like Tampa Bay. Well, they lost again today on the road in Buffalo. You talked about Carolina's challenges on the road in Chicago. They lost. When we were picking the games on Friday, you told me Atlanta's going to lose to New England tonight on Sunday Night Football. So even though you're from New Orleans and have seen the Saints repeatedly, how much you buying the Saints now? They've won four consecutive games. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good streak they have. You have to believe they're playing with confidence. Defensively, they're stepping up. They're playing a little bit better offensively. Offensively, we knew who they were. Um, for me in this division, uh, it's anybody's right now. Uh, it can go either way. Uh, you know for sure we're going to have a chance in a moment to watch the Atlanta Falcons. And what have we seen this team do at home? Um, they they lost two games at home, and we saw them give up a 17-point lead uh, after being up 17 nothing. And then all of a sudden, um, this team is is fighting for their, for their lives. You have Julio Jones, who hadn't scored a touchdown yet. Um, you wonder if they're going to target him a little bit more to try to force that issue, which we know Bill Belichick has been very – uh, creative when it comes to taking those strengths away. I know it seemed like it may not be a strength right now, uh, but at the same time, I would say um, this is one of those situations where I don't think he's going to allow him to wake up against them. So uh, it, it's, it's it's a division right now where the Saints playing the way they're playing. I know I've counted them out because I, I've never uh, bought into their defense and their philosophy as in allowing the offense uh, to be the ones that get it done on a consistent basis. But it's anybody division. Four and two overall, three and one uh, on the road. It's pretty darn impressive. How about the Rams? Well, let's ram it, pal. Well, well, well speaking of that, Cordell, I was going to ask you that question. You know, the Rams are five and two, and right now in the Seattle Seahawks, we're watching the final seconds tick off the clock, uh, and they have a 24-7 victory over the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. When we look, because we're constantly talking about you know, Sean McVay, Jerry Goff, and this Rams defense and team as a whole, from what you've seen thus far up to this point of the season, we're at the midway point. Are you all in on the Rams actually winning the division and solidifying a top seed and the NFC? Hmm. That's a really, really good question because I have said I am drinking a Kool-Aid. But swallow it all. Don't, don't just gargle it. Just swallow no, it. No, I don't do what y'all do. <laughs> y'all choke. Because <laughs> that's what y'all doing with the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. You boys are choking over there. You guys right now have a chance to talk about the Jacksonville we'll Jaguars. We'll you both there. are alluding. Oh, you're not going to get there because you're not going to have any time. You're just answer my no, question. No, no. Just answer King the question. I am answering the question. I'm answering the way I want to, Nick Ferguson. What I'm basically telling you both, you guys are choking, and I'm not drinking a Kool-Aid till I choke with the Rams, okay? What I'm saying is about the Rams is everything that they've done has proven I think to everyone that they're capable of doing what it is they want to do when it comes to playing their style of football. Jared Goff is really playing good. This defense we asked a question last week about Adrian Peterson. I, the question was are you believing what Adrian Peterson is doing yeah, how'd that against work out this today? defense? Against this defense. <laughs> I said well because we did get one game and he did play a good football game. Is Bruce Aarons going to stick to it? And I said, if I had to trust one side or the other, I'll stick to that defense of Wade Phillips being consistent because we've seen them play well all year than I would dialing up everything and putting one egg in one basket, all my eggs in one basket with Bruce Arians and thinking he's going to have that approach again. So I picked the Rams to win that game because I wasn't sure what Bruce Arians was going to do with Adrian Peterson. And here it is, Carson Palmer get knocked out of the game. So luckily for me, 
I didn't, I didn't pick the, the, the Arizona Cardinals, not for those reasons, but for the reasons that I knew that this defense would play a little bit better than the consistent mindset of running the football with the other team. But I'm buying the Rams. Um, can they win a division? Yes, they can. They've proven they can go on the road and be successful. They've proven that throughout their schedule so far. So can they get it done? I will say yes, they can get it done. Will they get it done? They're going to have to get a win against Seattle when they go on the road to play against Seattle for that to come to fruition for them. Are they playing good enough football? Yes. I think within that division, honestly, they're playing some of the best football in that division. There's no other team playing as consistent as this, as this team is playing when it comes down to what they're doing on defense, what they're doing on offense, and how they're getting some play out of their special team. So, Sean McVay, when you say everyone's talking about him, you have to because this offense is playing some of the best football. Look at Ty Gurley again. Another 106 yards and had a few more yards in the air when it comes down to the passing game uh, for Ty Gurley, 48 yards in the air. So when you really add it up with what they're doing, the question is, what can't this Rams team do? I would say it's going to come down to experience in those tough moments of some games that's going to test, going to test their mental and, and emotional, fortitude, emotional fortitude if they can win those types of football games. If they can get in those trenches and get battle-tested, similar to what they had an opportunity to do against the Seattle Seahawks and end up losing that football game, if they can learn from that experience, this team can really shock a lot of people uh, when it comes down to how this season could end for them because they have the recipe to be really good. They just have to continue to play this type of football. Rams 5-2 and two, heading into the bye. We'll get the latest on Carson Palmer out with the broken left arm coming up in 10 minutes when we chat with Peter King, MMQB. All right, Cordell, you forced us to talk about Jacksonville, but I'm going to do it this way. Oh, the Colts suffering their first shutout since 1993. Okay. Who is going to be the head coach next year in Indianapolis? Oh, so we're going to pass the quarterback to the head coach yep. on this one. Right to the head coach. Our dear friend Chuck Pagano. Well, I, I said I said this or I said this early in the year. Like, you know, when you have your quarterback um who had the injury that he did have and and, and, and get it surgically repaired in January, then you have Cam Newton getting his sur- surgically repaired in March. And then he's not even on the football field. Things are not working. You have to believe that they're actually going to go to the drawing board to figure out how do they start anew uh, with this with this coaching staff. And I think that's going to probably probably be the most appeasing thing to do. I would say for the fan base. I would say even for the for, for the organization in general to the point where it's going to give them a chance to start all over again and, and, and try to put this young man number twelve in the position. Uh, to have some form of success when he comes comes back in, because right now it's not looking good. I don't think it's necessarily about the donut. I just think it's about the inconsistent play of this football team and their approach from a defensive standpoint, and even the problem they having with their quarterback on the offensive side of the football. So everything inclusive when it comes to issues, I think will apply uh, to how they actually go about trying to figure out who's going to be the next head coach for the Indianapolis Colts. But your Jaguars. Again, you guys still alluding. You went straight to Indianapolis. Uh-huh. You talk about Jacksonville. How about Blake Bortles? How did he play Brian Weber? The guy that you say is no good. The kid goes out and have a stellar game. You tell me about Blake Bortles. 
You tell me, Brian. What about Blake Bortles? How's it go, Cordell? Fool me once, fool me down. I, I don't want to go down the Jacksonville road just yet. Yes, it was a team win without Leonard Fournette, but Nick, if I could speak for you, we're not crowning anybody just yet. Right, Mr. Ferguson? No, no, we're not. And here's the difference between B Webb and myself. Go ahead. Uh, Let me hear this difference because yes, you guys yes. are sitting next to each other. Go ahead. No, but here's the difference. Like, f- for us, yeah, we talk about the Jags a lot, and yes, they went out and beat up on Chuck Pagano's uh, kind of uh, deficient Indianapolis NFL football coach. team. Just call but, it NFL but, football team. No, they're not on scholarship <laughs> but, but, in Indiana. But, but here's the thing. <laughs> see, we, we know it. We watch the games and we see it, so we don't have to gloat like you might gloat if no, whether it's your, it's your Steelers. Gloating. or it's so, not gloating. No, because many it. times, Nick, you come and say, like I told you guys, you do it all the time. No, don't I, get it twisted. You hey, come listen, on the show all the time. Hey, when listen. you're on our show on Fridays, you do it, and when you're on here, you do it too. So don't cut it, cut it out. Well, cut but, it out. We, yeah. we are professionals on first and go. So. Oh, you oh, first, oh, you think <laughs> yeah, you are. Shot you, sure? <laughs> you think you are. You, sure you, you want me to show you what's not? Listen. You guys have written with the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's not about gloating. It's about being factual. This team is playing much better football than they played in how many years? But They have an approach where they have an identity to where you could talk about the sacks that they got on the defensive but Cordell, side. But, let me football. ask you this question. Go ahead, ask it. In, in high school, in college, and even in the pros, when you Go knew ahead. that you were better than your opponent, did you walk around and pat your chest and – you know, poke it out and, and trash talk. I don't believe you did that. So that's the way we feel. We don't. We feel as though we don't have to lower it's ourselves a, it's a talk down show. It's a to talk those show. We talk. You're supposed to talk about what you mentioned. You're supposed to talk about the things that you said was gonna gonna allow certain teams to we be did. great. And, and you guys are running from the Jackson. You know what? You you both you both are such cowards. Wow. <laughs> you Wrong both words. both of you are such cowards. You tech Brian. You came out and said, you know what? They're going to the Super Bowl. And you know what you said, Nick Ferguson? Mixologist, rap, rap artist of the year. What's that? Uh, uh, you said that this team was going to win a division. Okay, right now, now, they're in position news, all right? to be Malik pretty Jackson good. Jackson said they were going to the Super Bowl. Exactly. See, I just really no, is, no, right? no, no. No, you know what? We're going to get Average Abe, the producer of our show. We're going to pull this up this week. We're going to find that. Find and we're going to hear you say, Brian Weber, <laughs> yes, when sir. you come on on Friday, next Friday, when we have you on, Nick, we're going to play that back to you, saying, hearing this guy saying, they're going to the Super Bowl. Yes, I said it. That's what he said. He said Super Bowl. You You'll never find it. I burned the tape before I leave. Oh, no, you we didn't have burn 30 it. minutes with you before Peter King joins us, and then you and I have 15 hours together this week. Pittsburgh now the best team in the AFC. Are you going to make that statement? Steelers the best team in that conference. I'll say with what they've been doing over the last couple weeks, it's going to be tough to beat that style of football, honestly, because the football we saw at Roosevelt Knicks uh, being the head, being the, 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 the front runner for us, being able to open some holes with this offensive line, uh, it, it's really making life so much easier for Ben Roethlisberger. It's making life so much easier for Ted Healy uh, when it comes down to play calling. Uh, it really sets everything up for the play-action pass and being able to get the football down the field to your playmakers. Um, that's the football that I know of Pittsburgh. That's the football that I know in the month of October, November, December that becomes extremely hard to stop. Um, and if they can continue this, you get Le'Veon Bell involved. Uh, you get all the receiving core across the board. You do fake punts with a little trickery you throw in there into the mix as well. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, can really position themselves, I would say, uh, to be able to be one of the better teams. I mean, anytime Ben can come out without throwing throwing interceptions, uh, he could put up some touchdowns. Le'Veon Bell gave up, gave you 134 yards rushing. Uh, he gave you 58 yards in the air. I mean, 
all that good stuff, it, it, it really allows you, because it's all about number 26 in the backfield in his offensive line. All the other stuff on the outside will come. But when you can set the tone, it masks a lot of things, interceptions, uh, deficiencies when it comes to the passing game, which everybody thought was going to be their strong suit, which now it over the last couple of weeks is proven that the running game is truly their strong suit. Uh, so for me, I just, I just like the position the Steelers are in. Um, I'm not going to jump too far out there, but this style of football I've seen over the years, uh, it truly works when you commit to it. And if they can consistently find their way with doing this and allow the passing game to come over some time, um, I think it's going to be tough to stop this football team. We're going to get, like I said a moment ago, we're going to get a chance to see New England tonight, who is sneaky, sneaky uh, in the sense of how they're coming back around and, and, and making plays. They're not uh, getting a total beat down as much. The Jets just lost. Miami just won. Um, it, it's 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 one of those things in the AFC where it's kind of going back and forth a little bit, right? It's not always. It's not heavily lean, leaning. On to Kansas City, it's not heavily leaving on, leaning on to uh, the New England Patriots. But then you have a Miami Dolphins team quietly. They're four and two. They're two and one at home. You have a Steelers team that got two back-to-back wins. You had an Oakland Raiders team who stole one um, against a, a team within their division. Obviously, Kansas City. So it, it's really becoming to be a division. A team. Tennessee went on the road, stole that win from Cleveland, which I said was going to be a tough game. Um, you know, it, it's you got. I, I, it may be a stretch, but the Los Angeles Chargers end up not a know, stretch. knocking off a, a Denver Broncos team that was one of those teams yep. up top. So it's really creating parity throughout the AFC to where it's kind of up for grabs. And yes, it's okay to say Pittsburgh is the front runner as of right now. What's wilder this year across the NFL or the notion of you rocking a Jerry Curl back in the day? Well, back in the day, the Jerry Curls was normal. Nick Ferguson had one. You whoa, had an ultra whoa, 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 whoa. Don't put Brian, that on me. Brian, whatever you <laughs> Don't put. Hey, listen, one thing about those Jerry Curls. You had a Jerry Curl with a goatee. Go ahead. Man. No, go no, ahead. No, I'm re- listening. Really quickly before we let you go. Yeah. In order to have a Jerry Curl, you have to have money. Right? You just, oh, no, yeah, well, you, yeah. Well, yeah, I was in the family. Stewart, we, they we, came we, from the mean streets of Miami, yeah, right? We were poor. Oh, we were God, poor. So, so, so we Jerry we Curls with 25 bucks. Cut it out. Whatever. 25 bucks. You cut a loan or two, you had it. <laughs> <laughs> you cut a loan or two, you had the money to get it done. Nah, that's all right. I'm going to leave that um, to you, my friend. I would say it was, oh, I did. I cut, I had, I had carried a bunch of edgers and lawnmowers and, and, and gas cans with me four or five yeah. blocks just Plus to get, make 25 bucks. all that money you got in Colorado when you signed up with that. Don't tell me. Don't yeah, tell me during, during the summertime. I got it. I got it at the summer mm. over the summertime when I did little graveyard ships at the some of the shipyards. Yeah, um, Peter King's I coming was, up, pal. So we have. I to would say, say the, the the most impressive thing right now is is the I would say how the National Football League, the landscape of the National Football League. Think of it: the Chicago Bears with Mitchell Trubisky meet the Carolina Panthers, who was a team that we thought was be one of those better teams. The New Orleans Saints goes on the road, beat Green Bay. And Aaron Rodgers is injured, and that was one of the reasons why that happened. I mean, think of the Philadelphia Eagles, how much of the great football, I would say, they're playing right now to where arguably they're the best team in the NFC. I mean, look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not not getting on you guys. I'm no, just jokingly saying that all the time. The there's a lot to like. Come on. And here's That's the a good lot of great news. stuff. Go Peter ahead. King does not want to hear any more of this nonsense. He's on hold. So we say goodbye, Cordell. I'll chat with you tomorrow, okay? Tell Peter I said hi. 
the NFL is on TuneIn. First and goal with Brian Weber and Nick Ferguson. Hear every score as it happens live every Sunday throughout the season from 1 to 8 p.m. Eastern.